understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome, Miss Brittany Garth, to the guest chair. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking some time to join us and talk about all your amazing ventures going on. I can't wait for everybody to hear about all the awesome things you're doing. Yes, yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me, first off. Of course. Listen, I can't help but be attracted to your content and the stuff that you give to the world and this big thing that you're doing lately. I'm like, she is goals. Goals as... So for my audience who does not know, do you mind telling them a little bit about how you started with Dimension Wellness? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I started Dimension Wellness about four and a half years, kind of going on five. Um, and I started it, oddly enough, like most entrepreneurs at the lowest, the lowest point of my life, right, which is super crazy. So my background is actually in mental health and clinical therapy. And after working in that particular sector for about, oh, maybe eight or nine, maybe even 10 years at that time, company that I was working for, the owner came in and they said, hey, we're not going to be able to pay you. We're not going to be able to pay your staff, but we'll get in touch once we get everything together. And five months went by uh, unpaid. So, you know, that's like code word for an internship, right? Where you're working, but not getting paid. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, totally wrong time. I had just purchased a house. I had just purchased a a brand new car. I like to always say this was my dream house at the time. This was my dream car at the time. And I thought I was working my dream job. But, you know, obviously that's not where the road ended for me as far as dreams uh, were concerned. And I started falling into a depression myself because, you know, if you can imagine being in your 20s, you know, you really can't call home. You know, who can you call when you have all of these brand new responsibilities and, you know, you have these different degrees, you did everything right. And then boom, you know, your company that you're working for tells you, hey, we're not going to pay you. So how old were you? I was, let's see, I am 32. So five years ago at at 32, subtract five from 32. So what is that? Like 20? 27? Yes. 27. Oh my God. You are speaking like so many people's story right now. And whenever I tell someone this story, they're like, oh my God, that sounds like me. So that's why I love to be so transparent about it because it really happens. Life happens. You think your life is going to go one way and then you get this curveball and boom, you start going another way. So long story short, I was trying to figure out, well, who can a professional one, who can I call? You know, you can't really call your friends, your family when you need assistance like that. And the word life coaching came about and it was fairly new about five years ago. You know, now there's like a life coach in every corner. But at that time, it was super, super new. At least to me, it was. And I said, you know what, this is what I want to do. The light bulb just really turned on in my head. And from there, I wrote out a business plan, what I was going to do, what I needed to do to actually get started because I had no money to my name. But the only thing I had was faith, you know, which was a really good resource to have, obviously. Right. You know, and might I also mention my lights were out in my dream home at this time. So Shut up. Yeah. No lights. 
no food. I had just been eating like seriously loaves of bread for like five months because when you have no money, you're just, I mean, you're just looking for any, I literally was like facing homelessness at that time. No money for anything. So that's why I say it was the lowest point in my life. I had no clue my life would turn that way. You know, you go to school, you're thinking life's going to be, you know, pearly. It's going to be awesome. But that didn't matter at that time. And from that time until today, Dimension Wellness has been born. It has grown. (laughs) We're in seven different countries now. Well, Excuse me, meaning we have worked with women in seven different countries so far and counting. And we've been providing empowerment coaching and business coaching exclusively to women only uh, since we launched. Uh, we have several different courses that we offer women in business and coaches. I have something called the Life Coach Network, which is something that I created because, again, at that time, I didn't see any associations or networks that I could join. So I think a lot of my success as far as Dimension Wellness is concerned is creating what I don't see and creating what I know I need as a business owner, as a woman, and then also for the uh, clients that I serve. So we got to go back to this low point. We got to go back to this low point. I'm so in because all I'm thinking about is, did you see that Michelle Obama interview with Oprah today? Yes, I did. And she talked about how if you are expecting to get to this place of like, like I'm listening to you about how you were going to be, you were, your dream job was to be this, what was it like family and, and mental health Therapy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That was your dream job. And if you plan to get there and then be done, what a sad life you're going to live. You have to plan to evolve and you jumped right into evolution when things didn't go as planned. Do you know how many people don't do that? Absolutely. I have so many people. We have this one idea in our mind once we become adult and we're like, okay, well, that's it. You know, and if it doesn't work out, God forbid, you know, I think that's where a lot of people shutting down and giving up on their life, on their hopes, because they just had one idea for themselves and they think that's supposed to be it, you know? Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. I love it so much. And I can say that with grace because I know that you have expanded beyond your wildest dreams at this point. And this is never what you thought, but it's so crazy to hear because I know there's so many people going through that right now. So many people going through that. So many people. So when you started it, and I'm imagining you like walk, working from coffee shops and no lights. Did you start with the intention in mind to, to really focus on an online platform? I did. I really did. Well, you know what? Let me take that back. I did some beta testing because I was really good at research. I'm the queen of research. And mm-hmm. I initially thought, okay, I'm going to blow up here in my local area. And I was in Richmond, Virginia. Right? Right. And remember I said coaching was fairly new. And I tested it out and it just, it, it just did not take off. And I was like, okay, instead of giving up, cause I knew what my low point looked like. I had already been there. So that really didn't, you know, deter me from keep going. So I said, well, let me try it out online and see what happens from there. I mean, it, it only took me probably about 45 days before I said, okay, this isn't working. Let's try somewhere else. And Atlanta, for whatever reason, picked up on the coaching aspect, what it is that I had to offer very, very quickly. And that same marketing strategy that I used, um, you know, again, online in Atlanta, I just was able to really duplicate that in other cities and states. And then I tested out other countries to see how that would work to see what people needed in that particular market. And then, you know, here we are. I love hearing that you're wild. You know, you were just wildly successful with this after, you know, trial and error and possibly failing at first and then taking it elsewhere. But I wonder 
how did you deal with the critics? Because I always hear people that truly want to be life coaches and empower others and help push them through, you know, their stuck phase. And there are so many critics out there right now that are like, you can't be 30 years old and be a life coach. You haven't even lived life yet. How did you deal with the critics pushing through to build this empire? There were so, so, so many critics at that time. There are still critics. One of the things I always tell myself is if that person hasn't tried on your shoes, they're not a life coach themselves. They're not doing what it is that you're doing in any form or capacity. They really don't stand a chance in telling me anything about what I can and cannot do. So that really has helped me a lot to kind of just you know, numb out and turn down anyone that has anything negative to say. And then, of course, teach that to my clients well, because that's life. I mean, you could go out to try to be a physician or a doctor or a lawyer, you know, and there may be someone that says, oh, you can't do that. You know, but what do they know? It's your life. You know, yeah. you can do anything. If you think you can do it, you can activate the resources to get it done. So for me, I just numb out people. I just keep going. Uh, I just don't have enough time, you know, to listen to <laughs> I don't have time to listen to your negativity. <laughs> I don't have time to listen to your negativity. Unless it's positive, I don't even have time. So that has really, really worked for me, for sure. I feel like I'm going to ask, I'm really asking you this question for myself, Loki, but what are some of the things you tell female entrepreneurs that they have to actually sacrifice? Because my boyfriend's been an entrepreneur for nine years and I've watched him sacrifice a lot. Mm -hmm. What do you tell female entrepreneurs that they're going to have to sacrifice to get to that next level? Oh gosh, you sacrifice so much in the beginning, the middle, the end, the whole time. It's just some sacrifices going on. So I always tell people, be prepared to sacrifice a little, a, a, you know, a lot. You're going to be sacrificing. And I think each level that you're going to have in your life or experience as an entrepreneur, don't think that the sacrifice ends or the type of sacrifice that you may have on day one is going to be the exact same sacrifice that maybe you have nine years later. You know, like, for example, when I first got started, really even today, it's just a habit that I keep doing. I'm so focused on different things because I want to succeed. I, you know, I want to do good things. I just don't involve myself or maybe do things I might have done before I was an entrepreneur. One of them was the TV, right? I mean, the TV had dust on it. I just wasn't turning it on. Um, you know, I might have enjoyed happy hour and brunch on Sundays, you know, like many of my friends at the time. I just sacrificed. I did not have the time because for me, it was more important to me to do this over here than it was to do some of the things that I might have done, you know, before opening up a business. So sacrificing, again, some of the ways of your old life, you know, maybe the life that you had working a nine to five because that's stability as yep. an entrepreneur newer it really is you eat what you kill if mm. you're not going out there and doing anything then you mm. know hey you know you eat what you kill i heard a i listened to something the other day where the guy said the problem with most companies is still that they are paying people for hard work and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs get paid only by results only by results that's it it is on you you can even have a million different staff and employees working for you but it's still on you they don't do a good job, it's on you. Someone asks you for a service or product, you don't kick it out, that's on you. And again, if you don't get it done, you're not going to be able you. to keep on, you know? <laughs> yep. And I, it's, it's crazy. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like with that sacrifice, you have to be mm -hmm. so obsessed that yeah. one, those sacrifices aren't in question. And two, I feel like I haven't even noticed. Like someone reached out to me the other day and said, um, you know, hey, I'm having an argument with somebody. Give me your top five favorite songs on the radio right now. And I was like, Pfft. I haven't listened to music in a year. Like, <laughs> have not, 
have not taken the time to listen to any music this year. I don't have anything for you. But I've, I didn't even notice because I'm so obsessed in growing my mind and building that steel cage around my mind so that people cannot affect me as I as I work to build this for myself, you know? Absolutely. I mean, your focus just changes so much that it doesn't really feel like a sacrifice, but it is, you know, in essence. Maybe you'll look back, you're like, oh man, I haven't listened to music in a long time. But at the same time, I have all these great, wonderful accolades and things that I've been able to do. So it kind of you know, sometimes it's even better that you might have sacrificed. It really builds you up for whatever is next in your life. Exactly. I don't, I don't miss it for a second. Listen, not for a second. <laughs> Me either. So how much can I get you to spill on this pink method that you use for success with uh, your coaches? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love billing. I, get- I shared a little bit of it a little bit earlier, too, which is the beta. Beta, and I'm sure a lot of people know this, but it really is essential with growing really anything. You have to test out the market. You have to have a client avatar. A matter of fact, let me go all the way back. Have a client avatar first, meaning figure out who it is you want to work with. If you don't know who it is you want to work with, where they are specifically, meaning where are they located specifically? A lot of times we'll have entrepreneurs that are just getting started and they'll say, oh, I want to work with everyone or I want to work with women. I mean, do you know how many women there are in the world? <laughs> you know, right. break it down by age. You know, what age do you want to work with? Because, you know, an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 45-year-old or a 55-year-old, they're going to want two totally different styles of whatever your service and or product is, right? Right. So marketing strategy to get me attracted or even looking your direction is going to be different as well. Right. Five-year-old, they may have an Instagram account, but are they utilizing it to, you know, find a life coach, to find the, you know, the latest boutique? Probably not. You know, so again, making sure that you're specific about that so then you can do the next step of creating some type of marketing strategy or some type of strategy to create content that they're going to need, love, and want. You have to be able to solve a problem. If you're not solving a problem, you really don't have a business. Right. 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 Uh, and from there, that's when we start doing the beta testing. So the, these awesome ideas that we have, these services, these products, these whatever we're going to do, putting it out there, you know, don't being afraid to say, look, this is what it is. I package it up. Now let me put it out into the world to see what happens. If it does not succeed by whatever deadline you've given yourself, that's still a result. I always tell my clients, it doesn't matter if you got one client, one purchase in you know six months or three months, that's still a result. Because obviously, right, there's something about it that's not working. Something here needs to be tweaked. Make the tweak. I like to say every quarter. You should be making some type of tweaks to your services and or products based upon results. Again, put it back out there to beta test. If it works, keep it going. If it doesn't work, it's time to tweak it again. Mm. So that's really my pink process that I use a lot with my clients, teaching them that, you know, step by step by step. And also sometimes developing it for them, too, so that they can use it once I am long gone. Right. Because you want to set them up for success. I'm trying to set you up for success. We should not be together forever. You know, <laughs> We cannot date forever. This will not work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
So speak, speaking of pink, mm-hmm. you have to tell my audience about your latest business venture that I was just like in awe over because this just seems like such a big thing. What did you just recently do? Okay, so recently, guys, I have purchased a 4,000 square foot building here in Mission, Virginia, and I have turned it into the Pink Ink co-working space and business solutions for women. Woo! So I know, right? Woo! It hasn't set in that it's like real. You know, it was just like an entry in my journal a few months ago, but we're here. Wow. I'm so, so excited about this. I have been a member of several different co-working spaces as an entrepreneur. When I first got started, I couldn't even afford, you know, to do a co-working space at all. Right. So I know that journey of A, needing to be present around A, like-minded folks, you know, when you're working on your business. Yes. Um, and then B, just needing a space. Panera can only work for so long, guys. Ooh. It can only work for so long. That's so true. It's, I mean, and I was there, you know, every day they were like, man, this girl was back again. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and this particular location is for those who are just getting started. It's for those who have been in business for a little while. And then for those who are looking to expand and or grow. So we had the memberships where it's just for the co-working. Then we had, let's say, for example, you're not ready to co-work. But you just need a business address because that's something a lot of people don't think of. That's so true. But you're going to need that business address for permits and whatever else you may have going on. You know, just being in the mindset of growing your business from small business to a whole empire is what I think all entrepreneurs, all women for sure, should have uh, should have that type of state of mind. So our slogan is the headquarters for women who mean business. And I really do mean that we house just about everything that you may need here at Pink. Um, and it's not just for women in business who are here in Richmond, Virginia. We are kicking out a global and online membership as well that will go live December 18th. So I can't say everything about that part yet, but I'm super excited. Everyone's going to love it because, again, everything is included that you can even think of throughout the past, like, maybe 60 days, we've been working really, really hard to get these corporate sponsorships and corporate partnerships, again, to make sure that all of our members here and online will be able to get different discounts and to be able to directly access different things that they need, you know, to grow their business. Because we can't do it all, but I can definitely make sure I'm going to connect you to what you need. So what I heard you say was you're killing the game. (laughs) That's what I heard. (laughs) Tell me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. But I do have a question. So you, beginning of the interview, you said you're a research queen, right? Yes. How much research did you have to do to guarantee that you could fill a 4,000 square foot facility with co-working entrepreneurs? Let me tell you something. (laughs) It was a lot. (laughs) Between uh, working with my client, because the clients don't still have clients now. Uh, Right. So between working with the clients, uh, Ruth not having much of a social life, that goes back to that sacrifice. Um, I was able to do a bulk, and this may sound crazy or somebody may agree with this. I did a bulk of my research literally like around midnight. Late at night, I'm looking at stuff. I'm looking at other uh, co-working spaces that are already out there. I'm looking to see, okay, if I'm on this particular block, right, how much foot traffic is going to A, go past this particular building? Foot traffic makes a world of a difference when it comes to having a brick and mortar location. Absolutely. Right, because that's that offline marketing that really, again, 
I've been marketing myself online this whole time. So I had to switch gears to make sure that I'm also marketing myself offline. So making sure that I'm building that up, learning that along the way about the whole offline thing, making sure that I'm choosing a location. It's true what they say, location, location, location. It makes a world of a difference. Right. That aspect. And then all those years where I was an actual member at a co-working space. And I was at one of, I mean, I still love WeWork to this day. WeWork is everywhere, Mm. right? And I was a member for years. I've been a member of a a few other co-working spaces as well. And just looking at their model, uh, remembering how I felt, what did I specifically need and saying, okay, I didn't like this. Let me make sure that I don't do this this way at my business. Uh, Or I did kind of like that. What can I do to step it up 10 notches? Not one notch, but 10 notches, you know, to make sure again, it's what the type of people that I want to attract to this business are going to need. And then, of course, because it's only for women and I'm a woman, that really helped out a lot with the research because I know what it's like to be a woman in business in some of the uh, trials and tribulations that we may go through and what it's like to start with nothing and what it's like to try to grow when you do, you know, you may have a little something, something to invest into yourself. So that really helped out a lot, too. So is your next life event going to be there so I can come and see it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I got to find a reason to come see this place. It's going to become like a historical monument. (laughs) Come on, come on down or up wherever you are located. Definitely come up for sure. Listen, I'm in Florida, so we, I find any reason to go anywhere else. (laughs) Come on. I love Florida, by the way. I just was there and I got off the plane and I said, wait a minute, why do I have on these boots, this hat, this thick coat? I mean, you guys are living life in Florida. Oh, somebody laughed real good at you if you walked around. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely did. I got off the plane and I was like, wait a minute. Everyone had their toes out. I'm I'm super jealous. I need to move there. Oh, we still got our toes out. (laughs) Still have to talk. We have snow here today. So. I know. I saw so. that. So stay warm. My, I feel for you, but I don't. <laughs> so what, you have to tell me about this because I was like, I didn't even know. Okay, answer me this. Don't you feel like sometimes that like the working world and then entrepreneurship sometimes feel like two separate entities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that you were honored by the governor for being like an exceptional life coach. Yeah. I was like, what? Wait, those two married? Like, <laughs> they know what's going on? You, how, how happy were you and how did this happen? I was ecstatic because A, it's the governor. That's super cool. And two, you know, to be recognized in the city and state, well, in the state, you know, I was, I've lived here for bulk of my life. So Virginia means a lot to me. So yeah, I was super excited. Um, And it happened, I started the Life Coach Network magazine this year, which grew from the Life Coach Network that I was talking about before. And doing that research, I kept saying, okay, why does everybody have, you know, some type of professional holiday, you know, Nurses Day, Nurses Week, you know, and life coaches, we don't have anything. So I reached out to my local uh, government and I I just had questions. I just want to know, hey, what's the deal? What do we have to do to like a process? And I wasn't getting too many answers, to be honest with you. Uh, And then I said, well, let me try another standpoint from this to see how else I can get some answers or A, let them know why this is important. And I kept sending in information about life coaching, uh, sent in a lot of the numbers and data on life coaches and how this is a global big deal. And 
things went quiet for a little while. And I said, oh, well, you know, at least I know I tried. And next thing I know, I got a call, I got an email, and they said, okay, you guys definitely deserve uh, not only just a day, but a week. And we want to be able to give it to you specifically for at least even taking the time out to make sure that we got this type of data and information. So that's how it all started. Wow. Uh, Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on the special award. That is amazing. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, nobody in the working world acknowledges life coaches. And this girl got the governor to point her out. Like, you are on to something always. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I definitely want to make sure that the world looks at the field and industry of coaching just as important as we look at other things as well. I mean, we're changing lives as well. It's a no real thing. What, yeah, I mean, it's a real Thing, truly, you know, people pay thousands of dollars to become a coach, you know, so we need to make sure that we're recognized around the globe, you know? Well, thank you for patting us on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody cares about us. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to, I have to ask this and I'm afraid that your answer might sound something like what I've heard a lot about today, but what's the end goal for you? Uh, you know what? I never want to say there's an end goal for me. Because every year, I want every year to look different for me. Mm. So every year, you know, I don't want it to look like whatever it looks like right now at this current time, 12 months from now, I need to be higher than that. But I would definitely say happiness. Happiness, obviously, stability, consistent stability, walking in faith and doing exactly what it is that God created me specifically to do. That's the end goal. And, you know, it's kind of broad because that can mean whatever he wants me to do. That's what I hope that I'm doing, you know, at the end. But all that means is you got to be prepared to evolve. That's it. Be prepared to evolve, for sure. Now, another thing that I do plan on doing, too, and I'll say this is my retirement plan. Once it's all said and done, you know, I retire at like 42. (laughs) I love that you said that. (laughs) You're 42, a good 42. You get 10 more years of good work for me, and then I wash my hands. (laughs) my hands I'm, I'm logging out of Instagram you know you guys should send me an email <laughs> I do definitely plan on opening up or purchasing somebody's winery you I don't ever do. cease to amaze me you <laughs> always come with surprises saying you know I mean that's the life that winery the life I'm trying I want to purchase some- a matter of fact I was gonna say maybe I'd start my own but that takes like a million years so I'm gonna purchase somebody's winery and I'm just going to live off the land. I'm just going to work this winery, you know, and just grow old and probably still coach some clients, a la carte or something, you know? So you're a wine lover. I am a wine lover. I like the lifestyle of the wine. Um, and I don't know how, it, there's just so much history to it. There is. There's so much history to wine. And there's so many different places where, you know, the grapes taste different over here than it does there. I mean, I love it. I went to Paris a few times, and every time I go, the wine that they have over here compared to the wine that they're serving over here in the States, completely different, you know? Yes. Let's just move to Paris and see what's the deal, what's going on here. <laughs> Whatever you're doing so we can bring it back. And why haven't we figured this out yet? <laughs> why, why, why is ours not like Paris? What is <laughs> So, yeah, I love wine. I love the culture of it. And I definitely think it's a great way to live, you know, for sure. That's so cool. You'll probably be planning that out in like 2021, like two years from now. <laughs> it's on It's on the bucket list for sure. It's on the way. It's on the way. I'll probably see you with Gary Vee soon, plotting together. <laughs> I See, that's, that's my guy. I haven't met you, Gary, 
but one of these days it's coming we're gonna share some wine okay yeah you saw he launched a wine line for his birthday yesterday because he has the wine library like with his dad right 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 he's always on top i mean he just always is kicking out something always always so best advice you've ever received because i know you've heard it all best advice you've ever received probably from my dad my dad is super old school he's so old school um he's one of those guys that refuses to retire like we're we're just gonna have to physically put him in a chokehold to retire type of type of guy and he told me years ago when I first got started with my business and he said all right Tata okay I just told you guys my nickname nobody else repeated yeah I was like what (laughs) (laughs) that's my nickname back home so you know but he said all right Tata I'm very happy that you're starting your business but I don't want you to forget about your happiness and I don't want you to forget about making your money. And it's, and at first I was like, what is he talking about? My happiness and making my money. And he reminds me all the time. He's like, your happiness and your money, you have to make sure that they're separate, but you have to make sure that you're constantly making sure that you're doing both. And to this day, I mean, every year I feel like my translation of that changes and I interpret it differently. But it reminds me that, yeah, it's great to make sure that I have a business, I'm I'm bringing in income, but I also have to make sure that I'm happy too, right? So making sure that happiness is always, always first. And also making sure that people know your worth. Mm. People have to know your worth as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as whatever. They have to know your worth. Um, So I really kept that close in mind whenever I do any type of business moves at all. I think about my happiness and I think about making sure that I absolutely make sure that people know my worth on the other end of whatever type of business deal that I'm doing. So one, I love that every time I ask someone that question, regardless of books, podcasts, anything, it's always something they receive from a parent or a sibling. I love that. And because mom and dad know best, right? They know know best. (laughs) But two is that you talked about self-worth and knowing your value. And I've even struggled with this for quite some time because we're just taught to be quiet and be humble. Mm -hmm. And when you become an entrepreneur, because I've already struggled with this, is you really do have to know your value and then put your foot down and then shut up. Yep, absolutely. And that's so hard for us. It's so hard for us. And I think that's because, at least for me, I would just psych myself out. I'd say, oh, they know I'm going to come in here. And, you know, they're just going to think maybe I'm just a cute face and some pumps or something. And, you know, and maybe they're not going to give me the best deal on this. So they're not going to take me as serious. And when you start thinking like that, before you get in the room or before you put any type of products out, that is what you're going to get, you know, because you're already psyching yourself out before you even get started. So quick story. I remember the first time I had to do any type of like pitching with a major brand and everyone kept saying, oh, don't go in there with that pink on, you know, because I love pink. It's like, don't wear pink. That's a reflection of who I am. Don't wear heels. You know, don't come in there too pretty. I'm like, well, what, you know, what, what does that matter? You know, what can I do? What can I do? I mean, maybe I should just wear a cloak and just have my papers ready. I don't know. And I remember thinking to myself, it shouldn't matter if I have on pink or if I have on heels. I am a woman, right? It shouldn't matter what I'm getting ready to bring to the table. So focusing on what you're bringing to the table, your value, that worth, it doesn't matter about the other thing, right? Let your worth shine the brightest, regardless if you're a pretty face in pumps and a pink tutu, people should be able to know your worth first before they started, you know, 
looking at your exterior. Mm. That has helped me big time. Know yeah. your worth. Oh, Thank yeah. you. I love that. Yeah. So lastly, because I hear this all the time from women, because I'm, I know I'm working tirelessly right now to get to a point where I can live a life that I absolutely love. And it doesn't mean I don't love my life right now, but I definitely have a vision for it. And I have mm-hmm. so many friends that are like, that is just, you know, they don't necessarily say it's unrealistic, but I can definitely tell they don't mm-hmm. believe it. I just hosted a women's mastermind in October and right. worked with 15 women and several of them have big goals and can just clear as day tell you they don't feel like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What would you tell women who think this isn't possible? I would tell them that you're not alone because sometimes we don't execute because we feel like we're the only person this is happening. So you're not alone. A lot of women that are doing something new, right? Keyword there is something new. We think that, ah, it's, it's impossible. Secondly, I would say don't get comfortable with being comfortable, right? Um, failure mm-hmm. sometimes can be comfortable because it's easier to give up and not try and, you know, keep doing whatever it is that we've been doing for the last, you know, 30 years. But success, actually trying, actually putting stuff out there and activating is so much, it's it's worth it. Not to mention, you'll never know, right, if it would have worked if you don't actually get out there, get out of your comfort zone. Exactly. You never know. Even if things are are great, you make a million dollars this year, you know, whatever is your ultimate goal, right, you still shouldn't just be complacent with that level. Always look to go higher. Don't get comfortable with anything. Just chase after happiness, joy, and obviously completing whatever, you know, task you have in front of you. So I would say just those two things. Those two things sound really simple, but they're really, really key. You know, there's no real formula to not psyching ourselves out of that fear that every one experiences, no matter where you are in life, everyone experiences fear, but it's just all about executing. It's all about at least just trying. Exactly. And here's the, here's the real news that people have to understand is even if you take the shot and you make the shot or you hit the goal, the fear doesn't go away. Yeah. The doubt yeah. doesn't go away because it just goes to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal as you continue to grow. Absolutely. It does not go anywhere. It's all about how you look at that fear, how you view it, how you interpret it, and what you're going to do once you miss the miss the goal or you do get the goal, right? Exactly. Yeah. Listen, tell my audience where they can stalk you, where they can find pink ink if they just happen to be tracking around Virginia and where they can find all your goodies. Absolutely. So you guys can definitely, let me first start with Instagram because Instagram is like my go-to place. Uh, you can follow me at Life Coach Brittany and that's uh, A-N-Y at the end, not the N-E-Y like Spears. <laughs> and then <laughs> another one of my pages is for the Life Coach Network and it's spelled out exactly how it sounds, the Life Coach Network. Um, and then right now we are Dimension Wellness, but we are transitioning into the Pink Ink page once we go live with the full rebrand on December 18th. Um, so it's just pink, but pink is with a Q, right? It got a little changer on you. No, it's no K. And there's a Q for pink because I only work with queens. I only work with women. And then it's just pink ink. So INC online. I'm sorry, not online. My website is pinkink.com. That's still P-I-N-Q-I-N-C.com. Oh, that um, is I, super cute. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so Miss Brittany, you were an absolute pleasure 
and a queen, if I could say so myself. Thank you so much for honoring women, life coaches, and just loving women and giving all this knowledge on the Stranded Face podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I felt like I had too much fun. I don't want it to end right now. <laughs> we'll do this again after Pink blows up. After after your collaborative space blows up, we'll do it again. We'll check back in. <laughs> there we go. I'm claiming it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.